Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment with a special guest. That's right. You wonder who he is. I'm going to introduce him. He is a computer science teacher by trade who also teaches CP on first aid. So if you ever need a call, don't call Ghostbusters. He's also the founder and CEO of Mad Hen House where they produce video games and animation. He's also working on a new video game called Dev TV and a new animation called Attack of Gossip. Let's introduce Doug Medhin. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I got to say, I love that the the podcast title, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of my, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm instantly in love. Like, I love that. Oh, yeah, I know I do. It. It's like, yeah, it was a... Uh, because like what it wasn't just the name in all honesty that like uh dragged me because i was like listening to some of your stuff and like i was just like oh my god yeah we, we uh, talk about the hard-hitting questions here we um you know the the reason why i talk about this stuff is because if we don't talk about it we won't and uh we're gonna keep it light though we, we won't get too controversial in this one but uh let's hmm. start off uh talk to me about your your trade you're a computer science teacher and talk about your production company uh how's that journey been and has the pandemic affect affected you personally or professionally uh well professionally hell yeah in terms of like as um because i was teaching for uh ucsd's extension uh course after at, when the pandemic was seriously starting to ramp up pretty much all the classes and even my um future prospects like uh, 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 ID Tech, they were basically dried up. I think ID Tech still wanted to do an online only thing, but um, uh, yeah, that just, mm -mm. and uh, in terms of the company, the Mad Hen, Mad Hen House, uh, honestly, that's what, I just basically went full steam ahead with that, just kept working on it. Eventually I got, um, the and our animator Brittany Santana, uh, she's a fucking genius. Um, and um, we were starting to put out more animations, tutorials. I even got the whole thing registered trademark through uh, the volunteer lawyers program. Nice, um, nice, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of like hopefully I'll be able to go to the Black Chamber of Commerce and. I really hate using the race card, but like it, it still makes sense because it's like, hi, I'm black. I'm trying to open this business. Can you help me? And yeah, <laughs> but like on the same time, you know, got to take advantage of what you got. So. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Sometimes you, you have to do that to get to the next step. And, you know, I do like animations. I, I've been fortunate enough to to do voiceover auditions for a lot of them. And uh, yeah, I think let me ask you. Is it a big misconception that animation is an easy uh, form of art that people do? Because I noticed this a lot of work that goes into preparing those kind of um, those shows and, and stuff like that. Do you think it's not taken as seriously as it should be? Well, I mean, uh, yes and no, in my personal opinion. Because like the thing is, you have to understand like a lot of production companies. I mean, a lot of them. They know that like animators slash artists, they're a dime a dozen. So they're just gonna be, uh, so uh, like animators and artists, are, they're more or less gonna be, I hate to be that guy, but underappreciate, uh, underappreciated. Um, Cause I, I myself, 
in when it comes to like game development, right? I'm a technical artist. I know my way around code. I know my way around 3D modeling. Um, but like, uh, um, if you're gonna, if they're gonna be like, oh, okay, this guy's a technical artist, but this person is a programmer, and this programmer is actually uh, working relatively cheap, considering how um, he's a programmer. We'll take this person over you because fuck you. That's pretty much all, all of what I was do. Yeah. So um, there's that angle, but um, but like on the no part, because like still you, you gotta understand, there are some artists that are really 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 just legitimately good i mean right off the bat i don't know if you know uh studio ghibli the guys behind like spirited away Prince i've heard about them i've heard about yeah them. i mean if you watched any of their movies i mean they are just beautifully animated in every fucking way so it's like um oh jeez and crackers it is just Oh, so on one hand, they're um, so on one hand, it is, and the other hand, it isn't, if that makes any sense, right? Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, a lot impacted. I, you know, I'm not too familiar with animation. Uh, we're gonna explore that a little more, but first, let me let me ask you the, the, the number one topic I've been covering so far um, the Capitol Hill riot protesting, whoever I don't know what they're calling it now. Um, we all seen it. I wouldn't what call it your... a protest. I would call it a fucking coup. That was yeah, a coup so, attempt and a half. You know, everybody, everybody have different pins, and I'm I'm glad to have you on because I've been asking uh, different people so far what they what they thought about it. You know, I'm a believer. I, I'm gonna let you answer first. I believe that the whole thing was staged. I, I'll tell you why in a little bit, but let me know what your thoughts were and and what did you take away from that situation. Well. Uh, first things first, when those, uh, um, uh, uh, writers or whatever you want to call them, you know, after that officer died right off the bat, my mind instantly, instantaneously went to the whole, wow, I guess blue lives don't matter anymore. I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, yeah, just to be that morbid guy. Yeah, it's true. Cause it's not just that dude. You had like uh, another officer that was getting crushed and he was like yelling for help. And, not, and let's not even, um, uh, then you have like some areas of the Capitol building weren't even guarded to begin with. Right. You had like one, uh, um, I forgot the guy's name and I'm, I, I feel like a jackass. Is it Mitch McConnell? No, no, no. Uh, but there was this one Capitol police officer who was leading a crowd away because in the next room, Pence was there and they were calling for to hang his ass. And like, it was uh. this one... Uh, capital officer no other guard was around and he was just leading the he was leading the crowd away from Mike Pence look say what you want I mean I certainly do about my uh, uh about the vice president I think he's a fucking dumbass retard but like uh but what that po capital police officer did oh my god no he is a fucking hero for doing for doing what he did because he got masked like a son of a bitch by like hundreds of people and he was just leading them away from Mike Pence I mean, they were calling to hang his ass for God's sake, right? Ah, and, uh, and don't even get me started with uh, all the uh, all those queer non conspiracy things. I know it's pronounced QAnon, but I want to take the racial derogatory of those that are in a same sex relations and just apply it to those idiots because queer is one. That, like, if you just say queer non, it just makes more sense. I'm not saying like I'm not saying anything bad about the same sex relations. I'm just saying like take that hateful term. And plug it into the QAnon conspiracy theorists, and like that, just it, it makes things a whole lot better. Because like some of the things that they've been saying, 
like that one QAnon shaman who had like the horns and shit and was tatted out the balls. Yeah. Uh, was uh, peddling some really, really, really stupid shit. Have you actually looked into what the QAnon conspiracies were all about? Like, I've heard very vague things about it. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Do you know what it is about? I, yeah. <laughs> I took a dive into that um, rabbit hole once because while doing uh, our uh, game development bit, one of the things I wanted to make fun of were conspiracy theories, specifically QAnon. So I was writing this uh, one thing up called NGAR. It's about like um, with, uh, it's a parody on the, uh, it's a parody on um, the National Rifle Association and they, and how they promote certain bullshit. And one of the radio segments they were touching up on was called Read Between the Lines with this fictitious host. And the thing is, some of the shit that they have in Q in, in QAnon, it's just fucking mind blowing. First of all, they, they're peddling this uh, miracle mineral substance, which is bleached, diluted with like acid and other chemicals that induce vomiting, but apparently is a cure for the virus. So take it. Um, Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, one of my other favorite ones was apparently Nancy Pelosi's a pedophile and that she has a child slave ring that is trying to overthrow the government because yeah yes <laughs> and it just goes on from there and my god you just want to like look at this shit. you're like how do people believe this how can you honest i mean ah oh, it's just a product of i know where i'm the it's the product of the times we live in and all but jesus christ it's just yeah you know i i i won't touch that because i'm not too familiar with it but i do know there's a lot of people that is that theory about you know when you look at the epstein island jeff epstein harvey weinstein mm -hmm. all of these uh politicians i i won't say it's true or not but i know a lot of people do feel there is something going on because i remember reading about this whole scandal i forgot was it the pizza gate scandal it was um oh stuff like that like yeah I, I don't put nothing past this government all i'm saying i there's too much fishy stuff going on. So I'm not going to say if it's true or not, but I, there's certain things about the government that we don't know. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to start throwing out conspiracy theories. That means no sense. But in terms of conspiracy theories, I do think I'm a stage. Why? Look, I'm one of those people that kind of see it from both sides. I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. Um, and then I'm actually a question after I'm done. Um, mm -hmm. But my thing is this, right? You get pulled over for a broken taillight. The cops call backup. Five officers come to the scene for a broken taillight, right? Mm -hmm. But you're telling me that a bunch of people invade a federal building, no armed security guards, no FBI, no CIA, no local law enforcement, no military. They just run up in there, do what they got to do and, and leave. I've never seen that before. And then the funny part about it is the next day, the FBI invaded Brooklyn and arrested 17 black teens for gang violence, which, again, I'm I'm not advocating for violence. So, you know, they probably are best served to be picked up off the street. But that goes to show you why would they show up in Brooklyn, but not have enough time to show up to a federal building to help out? You know, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me how that would happen, you know, so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just barking up the wrong tree. Uh, but let me ask you, 
in regarding this, a lot of people felt like this situation showed white supremacy, like white people can get away with doing uh, anything because, you know, they're white. Like there's a video of a, of a black officer trying to um, trying to get the, the rioters from standing down, but he's running away from them as he's trying to do it. Um, and he unarmed, he picked up like a some type of object and started swinging it somewhat, but he mm-hmm. would run away and stuff like that. Do you feel like that was a way to represent white supremacy? Uh, well, I mean, ah, wow, that's that's kind of loaded. Um, yeah. but uh, well, let me I, I'll rephrase it for you in this aspect. You know, when the protests and stuff was happening, mm. when they were doing a riot, a, you know, protests and riots, you know, burn down stuff, there was videos of police shooting pepper spray and all these different things into the crowd. People were getting shot. But in this situation, the police didn't do nothing. No, no police were called and they, they just ran wild and acted crazy. So do you feel like this, uh, this uh, event kind of created more racial tension? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Cause like you have, um, cause like people, it wasn't just you that's, uh, uh, that was bringing that brought that point up. Like a bunch of, like a bunch of people said if it was just like a black, uh, BLM protesters going into the Capitol building, they'd be shot from every angle and their, and the kitchen sink. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it'll raise, like, it raises, uh, uh, um, um, oh my God, racial tensions. I mean, it just, it just does. It's just how it is. It's like, you have to understand, um, in those a lot, cause there were actual, like, um, uh, white supremacists, white nationalists there. They were rocking shit like Confederate flags. They were rocking all, they were spreading all types of mixed messages um right down to talking about how um we uh, this is a this is a steal and the globalists are taking over with their agenda and uh, yeah it's um they're basically putting us into that category as well and it's just it's it, yeah it raise racial tensions i mean that's just that's just uh that but like uh, it's the guy that you were talking about earlier. He picked up a baton. He was that's the guy who actually led the crowd away from Pence because he was oh, in the okay. Yeah. yeah. That was the yeah, that was the guy that was just leading them away and um um from from Pence because he was in that other room and again they just wanted to hang him. So yeah, I mean like uh good on him, I suppose, but like yeah, in answer to your question, it does raise racial tension. Um, and it also raises all that fucking hypocrisy as well. Because remember, Trump said if they uh if it was Black Lives Matter, he'd have the National Guard, people like getting arrested, put in 10 years, and those rioters came in. I mean, yeah, they're getting arrested here and there, but like nowhere near the same response. And you know, they just they the and like it or not, I I and I know how bad this is going to sound to them, to those writers. This was a win for them, if you think about it. Because think of that. There's, there isn't anywhere near as big of a response for them. You'll have, like, some people getting arrested. Yeah, you'll have, uh, they'll just say, oh, the Democrats, they're just whining. And, yeah, they'll, they'll just say what they're saying, blah, 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 blah. But, like, more or less, like, yeah, they, they, felt, they felt like they felt vindicated 
Just look at any, like, just Google, like, some of the responses. Some people will say they don't have any regrets. Some say they did it for patriotism. Uh, even that uh, Air Force, Air Force, uh, former Air Force veteran who got shot dead, that dumb bitch that, were, that rushed a uh, Capitol Police officer got shot dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her grandfather or her father said that she was a patriot. I'm like, no, she wasn't. She's a fucking treasonous, traitorous bitch. And I will have no regrets saying that because, you know, you're right. And on top of that, she had no common sense. You come, you rush down a fucking armed guard and, you, and you're surprised that you're shot. Get the, get, no. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to, like, either she wanted to die because she had some hidden suicide tendency or she wanted to be a martyr. Either way, like, that's what went down. Like, uh, it's, like they they like her goal was accomplished and they felt like they had a win like right. it or not like that's just how that cookie crumbles yeah so it's multi-layered so I, i've been i've been trying to scour through everybody you know seeing a lot of opinions another opinion uh from a lot of people white and black hispanic everybody is the fact that it's a hypocrisy going on Mm-hmm. So during the, the protesting, you know, everybody knows about Antifa, but a lot of these protesters would turn left. Uh, and, and they said business owners would get killed. Buildings were being burned down. Uh, stores were being looted. There's even videos um, of cops just standing there watching people steal and loot. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. And the same thing happens where the cops are just standing by Um but I guess the, the biggest reason why a lot of people feel is hypocritical is the fact that they call the nose those people who storm Capitol Hill terrorists, but they don't call Antifa terrorists when they've been causing billions of dollars of destruction for the last year. Do you think that's an honest opinion that someone to have, or is that just another conspiracy theory? Ah. To be honest, that's probably just a conspiracy theory, but like in all honesty, you can't the pro the problem with that is like you're as much as much as I want to group all of Antifa with those like writers and looters. First of all, like whenever you're seeing like protests anywhere, it doesn't matter where, just anywhere, there's bound to be rioters, there's bound to be looters. They just mix themselves in with that crowd. Um, like if you look at the record overall, right, right. Uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement, et cetera, et cetera, they've been mostly peaceful. Uh, even like, even they and they disperse peacefully. Yeah, you'll have a couple of riots and stuff like that, but um, but overall, if you look at the record, uh, like the whole, like all of those uh, protests, they've been largely peaceful. They just go in, do what they need to do, and then get the fuck out. Um, yeah, you'll have rioters, but like those, I don't want to say they're outliers, but that's just, that's just the nature of the beast. They always mix themselves in because that's just, that's just the way things are with this particular, the reason why it's so different here with this particular one, because like, keep in mind, um, the right wingers, they had an armed protest outside of, uh, the Michigan Capitol and it was largely peaceful. It was intimidating as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, I think that, and they were, and they were protesting out of sheer retardation because of the virus, which is fucking stupid. Um, um, no, it is. I'm, I'm not going to make any allusion to it. Those people were fucking retarded. Yeah, no, I, I firmly agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I want to go back to work. I want to go to the bars and dance and shit, but I'm not going to do that because of the fucking virus. Help my, uh, well, uh, anyway, 
But like, anyway, um, the main difference here is that protest was like had that much of an angry mob and they just said, fuck it. Like what, what started out as a, what started out as just stop the steal, they just said, fuck it. And they just wanted to go for it. And they just wanted to ju just like, in my eyes, yeah, they just wanted to destroy everything. And like, uh, like if they had it their way, they would have hung Pence. They would have, uh, they would have like, um, you know, killed the smell, smell of crats. Sorry, whenever I use <laughs> terminology, uh, it's I all good. Don't worry about it. Retardicans and uh, Democrats, smellocrats. Anyway, they would have gone after the Democrats. They would have killed. They would have hung Pence. They would have actually like just said, "Now, now that we're all said and done, let's have Trump be king instead." Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, like, the main differences between the two is while Antifa, yeah, I mean, like, you will have those riots. They they sucked, but like, largely they were mostly peaceful protests as well, as opposed to what went down last week. I mean, that's just the biggest difference. Right. My personal opinion. Now, let me ask you, because this is a, I'm throwing out conspiracy theories that a lot of people are throwing out, but I kind of see this one. A lot of people was talking about the Black Lives Matter protests and how Antifa would raid the protesters. And you, I think you mentioned it earlier where you say they would infiltrate, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a fair assessment that, it could have possibly been the same situation this one because there's an image uh, and reports that the Trump supporters were behind a barricade protesting and then a group of vigilantes decided to storm the Capitol. Do you think it was all Trump supporters? Do you think Antifa probably was paid to infiltrate and get destructive? How do you feel about that conspiracy theory? I mean, that, that conspiracy, no, like no way. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a bunch of, don't get me wrong. Look, were there anarchists in that, uh, in that riot? Of course, there's no doubt about it. We're talking about the capital here. That is the primest of prime targets. Every anarchist's wet dream to just go in and burn the motherfucker down. I mean, that's just a given. Like, of course there were anarchists in there. Was Antifa paid to do? No. It, fucking phone, sorry. I don't know about it. Uh, no, like, I don't think Antifa, I don't think Antifa was, uh, 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 paid to do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there aren't any leftist anarchists because of course there are just like there are right-wing anarchists. It's just a thing. People always just want to destroy what the, what you've got, whether it be out of jealousy or hate or whatever. Point is they were just there. I don't think they were paid. I mean, like, uh, it's, no, I mean, like what? What possibly, what would they gain possibly out of this? What, like, oh, getting they Trump out of office, huh? Getting Trump out of office. That's going to happen at the end of the week. Well, they're what trying to impeach him now. So they, they're using this incident to impeach him now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have him impeach. Well, uh, to be fair, to be fair, um, much as I want to say like, um, um, uh, uh, shit. My train of thought. Oh, now I remember. Um, to be fair, Trump riled that crowd something fierce. Giuliani did not help the situation either. Nor did those nor did the one Republican who later got arrested. Live streaming him breaking into the Capitol helped matters help matters at all. Do I think uh, they paid Antifa? No, Antifa didn't. Uh, I don't think Antifa got paid for it because at the end of the day, you could say yes, um, uh, Trump will be out of office all the sooner. Yeah, that's true. But like the 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 loss 
would have been much greater, especially if those writers were successful. The loss would have been much worse than the gains, you know? I mean, like they just, no, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they, they got paid to do it. Yeah, um, I don't think they got paid to do it. I mean, were there anarchists in there? Yeah, but were they paid? No, no, that's just the, no, it just, it, the, the ends don't just, the ends are, the ends don't justify the means. The loss would be too great if the writers were successful in doing what they needed to do, you know? Right. I, I, you know, it's just something, it just doesn't sit right with me how this whole thing kind of played out. Like, this is the Capitol building. You can't mm-hmm. walk into the DMV and, and do something like that. The, the cops will be swarming the place. You can't even go on McDonald's and not pay for a small drink and without the cops chasing you down. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm not saying I agree with these conspiracy theories, but I, just something about it don't sit right with me that a bunch of people can evade a federal building, let alone one of the top federal buildings of the United States, and the FBI, the, the 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 top law enforcement agents don't show up, but they have enough time to go to other states and lock people up. I I don't know. Again, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think this whole thing just doesn't make any sense how they got away with this. I don't know. Maybe it was Trump. I don't know of any, you know, Nancy Pelosi. I know a lot of people like throw her name out there. She was part of it. I don't know, but it just doesn't make any sense to me that people would storm a federal building and no backup, no law enforcement shows up to to stop the situation. So I think the whole thing ended up ending when they decided to leave. I don't even think the FBI even showed up, right? So yeah, a lot of conspiracy theories there. Uh, who knows? Uh, we will be talking about this for a while. Uh, but let me let me ask you something. Mm. Um, the the protests last year, um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, a lot of um, issues with the police. Do you think defunding the police is probably going to be the best option? Well, I mean, like. Because a lot of people don't know what to fund the police actually means. It doesn't mean take That's away true. money from the police. It just means, no, to uh, uh, put money towards stuff that, uh, put money towards things that people can handle than the police. You don't send a police officer after some dude who's going like, uh, who's like a paranoid schizophrenic having an episode, you know, that's just, that's just going to end badly. In fact, it did end badly when that one cop shot that um, one schizo's caregiver for no fucking reason. It's all that's been tried and done. And um, like, so they're just saying, no, instead of this, let's just allocate this money to people who know how to handle these things. That's why, um, you know, uh, uh, shit. That's why when someone's ODing, they don't send cops anymore. They just send firefighters to do the job. And they, uh, because firefighters are better handled, uh, better trained to handle that stuff because right. they've gone through that training. So it makes sense, yeah, to, to like defund the police, but that's not so cut and dry. Like defunding the police is not cut and dry. It's not taking money from the cops. It's just putting money towards other programs with uh, with other specialists that know how to handle said situations. You don't right. send uh, you don't send a registered nurse to fucking nego- uh, do hostage negotiations. You don't send a cop to fucking uh, uh, to um, uh, uh, perform um, uh, uh, to remove an appendix. No. 
you put the money where you, you put the money towards the areas that of people that know what they're doing. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm for defunding the police, but for practical reasons, because it fucking makes sense. You don't make you don't make a cop defuse a uh, you don't have a beat cop defuse a bomb. You have a bomb expert defusing a fucking bomb. You don't you, you know it's the, that's just yes because right. again has been tried and true. When that one black dude got shot, he, he was a caregiver. He was shot by a cop when he was trying to uh, calm his um, calm that one dude down. He was like a schizo and he got like he was a uh, he was going through some shit. And like the black uh, and the caregiver was on scene trying to calm him down, and the police officer shot the caregiver for no fucking reason. Yeah, I I watched a video from Vice. A bunch of um, <clears throat> officers came together to talk about it, and one of the things they did agree on was the fact that yeah, they they fully agreed that they should reallocate the budget because cops shouldn't show up to a mental illness case, mm. right? But I think the problem with the defund the police, even though I think we both agree on what it should be, a lot of people don't agree with that. And one of the organizations that I've been critical on is the Black Lives Matter organization because they just want to get rid of police altogether. My only thing is, okay, if you get rid of the police, who's going to you know keep people in check? You want gang members to do that? You want uh, you want the Batmans of the world to do that? So. What does that entail? And I think the problem is we haven't came up with an actual conclusion of what defund the police is because some people agree reallocate budget. Some people want police abolished. I think for me, reallocate the budget and educate the police system because a lot of officers, uh, you know, let me say, let me point this out. Derek Siobhan, right? He was a guy who's had 18 violations or complaints from uh people he interacted with right mm-hmm. the only reason why he hasn't gotten prosecuted for any of those is because they look at his record he's a 20-year veteran i think a little longer than that so on average he averages a complaint a year so for them it's not worth it right and he's also best friends with the the captain and the sergeant uh sergeants of the police force in that area so when they see these violations, he's buddy-buddy with them. So they're like, oh, well, you know, we, we go to tennis clubs together and our wives do netting together. So, you know, he's a good friend. I, we're going to just let this slide. And I think that's the biggest issue with the police is that our higher, the higher-ups of police aren't doing enough job. You know, for instance, I found out about the quarters. The quarters things are real. After, like, the towards the end of the month, they have to get quarters but the reason why is because the the higher ups force you to get those quarters. And if you don't, you get written up and, you know, they send it to the, the superiors. So essentially, if you don't get those quarters, you don't fulfill it, you get in trouble for it. Another thing, too, is there's not a fair baseline for all, all uh, police. I know places like LA, New York City, with the most, you know, biggest populations in the country, they need a higher police force. But one of the common things I noticed is that every police branch operates differently. Like some cops, they get 25 an hour. Some cops get McDonald's wages where they're working 15 hours for, you know, $10 and 75 cents. Then you have to also deal with, they don't have the, the, the budget to have police cameras. Some of them don't even have uh, any equipment besides a gun. So it, I think we have to 
like you said, reallocate the budget and also really restructure our police force because there's so much wrong with it. I could go on a whole tirade about it, but to keep it short, I think it all starts up at the power, the higher ups. We have to start cleansing them out. We have to start putting people qualified for the jobs because Derek Chavon shouldn't be walking free. He shouldn't be out on bail, having a good time, eating steak. And to be honest, I don't see him doing jail time. I think people... Because we've been having all these incidents, people are kind of forgetting about, I won't say forget, but the Chase and Devin Siobhan is kind of on the backlist of things to do. I, I, I'm i calling right now. When his trial comes up in a couple months, he's going to get maybe two years of probation and he's going to be sent home. We, as a country, we have to do better policing. We have way more arrests and people in prison than any other country. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, uh, I think the only way we're going to do that is if we demand an actual change from lawmakers to um, to implement those changes. Do you do you think that's a right way to go? Or I mean, yeah, that that is a, a right way to go. But like, um, not to um, uh, like uh, some of those that are actually saying like abolish the police all altogether. The thing is, though, that I. Okay, for the record, I'm not for that. Let me, I'm just putting that out there right now. But the reason why they're saying it is actually because this has been done before. The police, there are cities, in, I think it was Jersey and a couple of other states that have straight up abolished the police system altogether. And they live relative, and those, and those cities live relatively quiet, the uh, relatively quiet lives. However, uh, I don't think it should be abolished in big cities because they're huge metropolis hubs, like they're big targets. So you can't really do anything about that. Um, so I'm guessing it's a case by case. So I'm guessing it would be, I guess you could say it's a case, it should be put on a case by case scenario, but that's a different story altogether. Um, but like, uh, um, I really do think that like um, the higher ups uh, really need to be like just weeded out because um, uh, you 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 mentioned quota systems and that's true um, uh, and one of the and and one of the case one of my lovely case studies that I love using that puts um, uh, 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 Politics that, that I love showing that uses politics over actual good police work it was HBO's The Wire, because oh my god, the way they like just shortened everything down, like how they talked about how crime is nothing more than a stats game, and that how they have to get their stats up. That 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 uh, in what was it season three or four? One of the police um, police colonels or lieutenants he basically uh, allocates three districts that weren't uh, where drug enforcement wasn't the priority and basically moved all the drug dealers and, uh, and, and drug addicts over there. Meanwhile, like uh, the neighborhood gets cleaned up. He gets, he gets sent a ton of letters uh, stating all the good that he did. Uh, when his superiors find out, they take those letters, give it to the then mayor and the then mayor at that time was all like, hey, maybe we should continue on with this. Just let's not say it's legalizing drugs, you know? I mean, like, so it's it's that kind of shit that like, you know, still, um, like if you don't think that this kind of shit uh, doesn't happen, then, then no, you're a fucking moron. People are people and they're gonna be wanting to keep their jobs in public in the public sector over actually doing some work 
right. mean, just look at what look at Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, and how complicit he was with the entire fucking administration this year or for the past four years. Excuse me, if that makes any sense. No, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's you know, to be honest, man, like I do have faith in the government, but I I can't say I put my hundred percent trust in them because this. A lot of things that go on. Like I remember, I was watching the uh, the House committee when they was doing the whole um, Trump impeachment for the first three years. They did a trial, and it was on Obamacare. One of the creators of Obamacare, Jonathan Grubber, I'll never forget this quote. He said, "American people are stupid, and they like basic economic um, education." It's stuff like that that goes on that makes me realize, like, is the government really on our best interest? And I, you know, for me, you know, especially with Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, it kind of mind boggles me a little bit that these people are 80 years old and they still keep getting reelected. Like, I'm not saying they're racist, right? But I just, is there, should we have term limits for our government? Because there's no reason why people who aren't looking out for the best interest of our people keep being put in power but then again also too that also goes to our um that speaks to our principles because nancy pelosi got reelected last week if i'm not mistaken so that means that people still like her but now we're looking at the 2k stimulus checks another distraction that was going on and then the capitol hill happened where you know they refused to play nobody was willing to play ball all year they've been playing around and having tiffs and taking vacations while people were struggling to get money. Um, I, I think we, we should um, be more onto the government. I think we, we can't uprise and cause you know, they, they control everything, but I think if we demand more um, we should be able to achieve a lot more than we are. Let me ask you something on a completely different side note. Even though it's not the same, since you do computer science, I want to ask you about big tech. Um, do you think there's a problem with our country with free speech, especially on the internet? Do you think Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, because there's been a lot of reports about people's get accounts being flagged, you know, Trump's account was taken down. Um, a lot of people will post something and the fact check thing will come up and then the whole account is suspended. Do you think we're in a we're shifting to a dangerous time okay is there a is there a conversation of free speech to be had with when it comes to that absolutely a thousand percent yes um however uh two things of no first and foremost when trump got uh permanently banned from uh twitter i was praising it in fact it's uh <laughs> should mention twitter because uh, i actually got um uh my account suspended for 12 hours because i i basically said i hope trump dies from the virus i i, I swear I, I don't regret it at all i mean like my account's <laughs> been reactivated because i had to delete those tweets uh, <laughs> so hey i will not apologize i really wanted him dead from the fucking virus i mean he let the fucking virus in for god's sake look what happened but anyway um um anyway back on the topic at hand is there a conversation to be had yes a thousand percent yes 
However, and here's the second point that I was trying to uh, bring up. The thing is though, I am kind of the wrong person to ask. The reason being is because I fucking hate social media. I cannot stand social media because we willingly give up our own privacy. I have to use it mainly to try to push the fucking company name. That's it. I don't like, I usually don't like making tweets and stuff except when uh, Trump got permanently banned and I praised it and I said, fuck that retard. But other than that, like (laughs) I try to stay far away from making any more personal posts. Like I, I used to when it first came out, but I was in college and I didn't know what the fuck I was thinking because I was an idiot. But now that now that I'm, uh, now that social media is here and I've seen what that kind of monster has, it, 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 that it has evolved into, I can honestly say that without a doubt, I fucking hate social media. I wish it was dead, but like I have to keep it because it's a necessary evil. So you're asking the wrong person as to whether or not we should like uh, be doing that because I hate social media. Fucking hate it. I cannot stand it. <laughs> no, yeah, social media. I, I I like it, but I also don't like it, especially when it comes to the privacy thing. Because, you know, I'm seeing it, especially now with the cases going on. Um, it's funny, uh, just to bring it back a little bit when the whole protesting and stuff was going on and people was looting and stealing TVs and stuff, I remember California passed a law, Penal Code 631, if I'm not mistaken. And it was basically a law that they passed under the bush that nobody knew about, where if you stole any property, if you moved any federal property or personal property, even within 50 to 75 yards from the property, that that was a depending on the level of offense that was one to three years in jail and a maximum fine of $20,000. Right mm-hmm. now what's going on is that the FB, you know, FBI and government uh, law enforcement, they're using social media to track people down from that stuff. So yeah. it, it, it's dangerous. I think, especially uh, in terms of free speech, I'm seeing it time and time again, where, I don't post anything about my opinion online anymore because I noticed that if it doesn't like Facebook has been shown to hold prejudice towards um, maybe prejudice, the right word. I'm not sure, but they've had instances where they shown disdain for Trump supporters. So a lot of people who might post a pro Trump tweet or prolific people like, you know, Ben Shapiro, uh, Stephen Crowder, people of Republican nature, or you know, or right leaning, they have shown their hands. They've deleted their accounts. They've suspended accounts and stuff like over because they don't agree with them. And I think we're going to a dangerous time where we're now censoring free speech. And it's, and I know they're private companies; they can do that, but. It's, it's getting dangerous that you can't share an opinion. Now, if you share like something false, like, oh, you know, election fraud with, you know, Russian collusion and stuff like that, whatever the case may be. Yeah, they probably have grounds for that. But if you show this thing, if you show support for someone they don't like and you get your account suspended, I think we're, we're, we're moving to a dangerous time where now people don't feel safe online anymore. Um, but I digress. I digress. Let's, let's kind of move away from conspiracy theories and let's talk about truth a little bit. Uh, unless you got something you want to get off your chest on that. 
things. I mean, like the only thing, because um, like for the longest time, like the, the longest time, like Zuckerberg, Facebook, they refused to like basically take down any misinformation, like ad stuffs. So, I mean, like take from that what you will. I mean, they still like they still upheld their end. I think that they're just taking it down because like uh, they're just going after people that starting to incite bad shit. Twitter basically said they'd go after people that that spread misinformation because to be fair, they do have a point. Misinformation has been spreading like wildfire. I mean, like you still have anti-vaxxers pushing. You have anti-vaxxers pushing the whole uh, down bleach. Fucking a! Like I just said, uh, like I just said at the start of this, when I was looking into the uh, queer and on conspiracy theories, uh, the mineral, the memor- the miracle mineral substance, which is bleach diluted with acid and other shit. So, like, you know, like uh, they should go after you know misinformation and stuff like that. But again, is there a conversation to be had on on privacy? Absolutely. You're just asking the wrong person about that. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I won't dwell into that, but what, one of the things that stood out to me about this whole thing was the Hunter Biden thing going on, right? When that happened, how almost every platform was censoring that story. You couldn't share it. If you did share it, they, they uh, suspended your account until you deleted it. And it, it just kind of got me thinking that are we living in a time where they people only go after people that they don't like, you know, Cause I look at it, I'm a, I'm a broad, I like to look at everything. So I first started looking at from when they started impeaching Trump, the moment he came in office, right? They mm-hmm. spent three years over $75 million trying to get this man out of office. Right. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 rolls around and they're doing the exact same thing that he was talking about where they just, unless his name is thrown in the, the into the article, they kind of just don't want to deal with it. That that whole scandal right there just proves how much of I won't say fraud, but how much of big tech and media plays a big role in what we perceive. But I digress. I I don't feel like rehashing all of that, you know, because we could talk about that all day. But let's talk about truth a little bit. Um, Attack on gossip. So, uh. You mentioned it's a three-part miniseries. Uh, tell me about that. How do you came up with that and uh, what the concept is? Honestly, it was the whole thing of like uh, the misinformation that was spreading around. And I was just all like, oh my God. Hmm. What if I were to take that? Wait, wait. wait. So I was like, what if I take that? But what would, the, what would the context be? Oh, I know. This someone named the Masked Avenger would be making up all types of random shit, some of which would actually turn out to be true, but and would post it in something called the Inquirer. But who would I set it under? <gasps> the Attack on Titan universe. So if you've ever watched, <laughs> if you ever watched Attack on Titan, I basically uh, it takes place during the time skip. So like uh, they're like the cast uh, is like. Uh, between the ages of 18 and 20 at this point. And uh, um, essentially, like they're hunting down someone called the Masked Avenger, who's been posing, who's been posting weird, wild, crazy stories about like the main cast of Attack on Titan. One of which involves uh, a character named Armin. And uh, and how he likes to cross-dress 
uh, as it turns out, it's actually true. Now, the reason why the cross-dressing thing got brought up is because uh, in uh, Attack on Titan, he actually had to dress up like a girl for like, because one of his plans actually involved that uh, uh, to stage like this uh, fake kidnapping or something. It's a long story about that, but anyway. So uh, as soon as it's brought out into the open that he still dresses up in women's clothes, everybody starts looking at him. And he's like, I gotta admit, comfortable <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a pretty cool uh uh um, project that you're working on yeah our parody series um because it really it's like what i like to do is take the like take all of our uh some of the funniest things in like or some of the best things that in in pop culture right now right uh and just apply like real random world settings or something like that for instance what uh because Originally, Attack on Gossip, or Attack on Titan parody, wasn't supposed to be worked on. Uh, it was actually supposed to be The Walking Barbecue, uh, which is take The Walking Dead. And like the premise is Rick and gang, they're, in, uh, they're at Herschel's farm. So in order to demonstrate how thankful they are, they decide to throw a barbecue. And they actually, and Rick and friends actually come across uh, uh, Clementine from the Telltale Walking Dead series as well as, now, because this is a parody, I can get away with a lot. Like, it doesn't have to make any sense. In this version of the parody, Lori's alive, and but, like, Rick and Lori are divorced, and he's with Michonne, the chick with the sword. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> one, of the funnier, one of the funnier bits about the situation is Lori comes up to Rick. He confronts him, like, asking why he chose Michonne, and, and Rick's like, well, I'm like you, Lori. Uh, Michonne here has a nice firm butt. Show her your butt, Michonne. No. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, this is, Interesting. This is random funny shit. I love stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why Attack on Gossip had to be moved up in front is because uh, um, Anis, like um, the final season is airing. Attack on Titan, the final season is the fourth and final season is airing. And I figure, oh, okay, let this run in tandem. And then uh, let's see what happens. And let's see how, how people like you, you just, yeah, it's just you know, have fun with that. Speed of the Hill was another one where uh, Speed Racer auditions for um, uh, on, on a porn set. And then he ends up meeting Boomhauer from King of the Hill. And the two just talk really, really fast. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a, a, a pretty cool thing right here. Like, got yeah, a boom on your hands. Yeah, it's it's fun. It was a fun thing to it was a fun thing to do. Like when I was a kid, I used to write like all types of uh, funny fanfics. Now that nowadays, I could just like uh, straight up fucking do it. Um, and that's exactly what we. That's what that's exactly why um, I actually got my hands on. Uh, I got my hands on. That's why I um, like I, I I put out a job ad and like Brittany was uh, Brittany answered and thank God she did because she really really knows how to do like. Uh, or how my brain works because some of the shit that she does, like um, whenever she adds her own mix into the animations, it just works really well. For instance, um, in my there was this cartoon I did, uh, Jesus in an alternate universe, where he's uh, where like uh, one of the apostles comes up. He's like, uh, Jesus, what are we gonna do? We only got like two loaves of bread and a handful of fish, and there are fifty five hundred hungry people. And Jesus is like, don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll multiply it tenfold by praying and ordering Grubhub. Like her contribution to it was like, hey, use this holier than thou QR code and you'll get like 5% off or something. It's like <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, oh, oh yeah.
sound like a, a a good time for you, man. It's uh, you know, the pandemic has <clears throat> been one of the best things for me. You know, just allowing the creative juices to flow and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So let me ask you, leading to you know, twenty twenty one, even though we kind of went off on a rough start. What what plans do you see yourself like? Do you have any up and coming projects you got coming on? What do you see yourself being towards the end of the year? Stuff like that. Uh well, um, hopefully, but uh, before the, um, I want to say around like either May or June, our second video game should be released, Death TV. Um, I have to release the demo. I'm actually going to release that demo fairly soon, and uh, end of the week, if not sooner. I wish I could give a better date, but like. I've been um, with all the shit that I have to do, uh, you know, but essentially what I want is this company to really like my company to really take off as like this multimedia uh, thing that makes video games, does tutorials, um, makes animated parodies. Um, One thing I really want to do is like stop the fucking let's plays. Oh my God. Nothing bad about the, like, cause like one of the, one of the best ways, like I did my R and D, uh, let's plays are a quick and dirty source of views. Plus, it helps spread the brand. Uh, same goes with the tutorials and shit like that. Um, but while the tutorials they they were planned, kind of. I mean, like uh, I didn't want. I, originally, I didn't want to do it, but I just said, "Fuck it, why not?" I'm just going to organize it as an actual class class thing with some mini tutorials thrown in the mix. I never wanted the, I don't want the less, uh, the let's plays to be like a permanent thing. I intend to cut that shit off first chance I fucking get. Cause I, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I mean, like nothing wrong with the let's plays. I mean, I like it. Uh, it's, it's just like, it's just too goddamn time consuming to, uh, you know, do the recordings and they take up space on the fucking hard drive. Then you gotta, then you gotta edit the videos and shit like that. And that takes more time time away that I could actually do for more uh, like either game development or tutorials or lesson plans or um, or writing the scripts or just overall managing the uh, company because because uh, pretty soon I'm going to have to start talking to uh, two other people to see if they'll uh, come back to the company because they had to take a leave of absence due to the fact that um, our uh, first game was a bust. Oh my God. Like our, like the, okay. Here's the full context of the of the situation. Our co- the company was started way back in like I want to say 2015, 2016. Our first game was uh, Insane Driving. It's a game. Uh, the The gameplay loop was simple: run over as many people as you can before time runs out. And it's it, we had like a wanted system. Uh, we had a radio. We had like fictitious radio ads, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In fact, um, uh, uh, the read between the lines that NSA, that that uh national gun association radio that i was telling you about earlier yeah yeah that yeah. was that was actually going to be in insane driving uh the problem with that is uh we had to cancel it because while the game was almost finished um the charlotte the that white supremacist that ran into a group of counter protesters in charlotteville happened then there were the two uk london bridge terror attacks then <laughs> there was um all the other vehicular homicide attacks that were, that went down, like the, for instance, and every now and again, I'm just all like, hmm, maybe I should take it out of development now because it, the game is just sitting on my online hard drive gathering dust. And I'm just all like, maybe today's the day I can finally start talking about reviving insane driving. And then boom, those two New York crew, uh, those two New York cop cruisers ran into a bunch of uh, Black Lives Matter protesters and Governor Cuomo praised them for their restraint. 
And I'm just all like, oh, fuck you. So if I come out with that game right now, there would be so many people jumping down my throat, basically saying, oh, this guy just wants to run over lefties. Or, oh, this guy just wants to make the right wingers look bad. And I'm just like, no, this is the insane universe. It, there's nothing controversial about it. It's just wacky, crazy fun. Right. <laughs> so then we moved on to our, uh, our, ne- our other game, which is insane shooting. Um, insane shooting had three game modes. Uh, the main first person game mode, the death TV game mode, and on the rails dating simulator with a gun. Insane uh, um, shooting is still in development. Uh, same goes with death TV. However, I decided to just release those two as separate. On the rails, on the other hand, God does not like, this is one of the things I'm like, God does not like me. Now on the rails dating simulator with a gun was about um, uh, like, it's a, high, it's, a, it's a dating simulator. And you can date whoever you want to, whether it be uh, uh, male, female, or in that case, it was a talking bear because I like talking animals. Um, now the thing is, uh, rail shooter—it had rail shooter elements. If you've ever played like House of the Dead or Time Crisis, you just go on a stupid path and then you shoot random bad guys. Right. Now the thing is, the original build for um, on the rails dating simulator with a gun was set in a high school. We came out with the gameplay trailer for it the day after Parkland, Florida went down. Ooh. After that school shooting, two of our uh, two of the team members straight up walked from the project. Unless uh, one one said they'd come back if I changed the entire setting around, and I did that. It took me three months to basically rewrite a ton of shit. Instead of it being set in a high school, I had to set it in a call center where the goal is you you seduce one of your six supervisors to get a promotion. Um, thing is though, when I, when I debuted that new uh, version of it, nobody liked it. So I was just all like, oh, that's just a ton of time wasted. So now I'm just uh, working on death TV and insane shooting. Insane shooting is gonna take longer because it's a full on first person shooter. Death TV on the other hand is top down. It's kind of like, t- it, think, um, Shit. <laughs> Think asteroids. If you have you ever played asteroids? I have once when I was younger, but I haven't played in so long. I kind of well, all right, yeah, but like think kind of that control scheme, but like it's an action game. Like you just run around, you you beat the boss, and that's it. Um, and it's uh the commentators are Mitch McElroy, who's a 998-year-old talking turtle, and Paulo Halloran, who's just some rando dude, and they both trade quips in and out of every level. So, um, yeah, that's that's essentially what uh, what I've been working on. And that is how all that context came into being. Yeah. <laughs> talk about fucking talk about bad fucking luck. But in any case, by the end of this year, hopefully, um, uh, well, Death TV is, is, is going to come out either May or June. That's a that is a given uh, as far as the demo will be released sometime this week. Um, but with by the end of this year, I hope to get the Let's Plays out of the way, like once and for all. I just want them gone, done and over with so I can focus on actual original, like more and more original content and uh, and or animated parodies because Let's Plays, yeah, they're nice, but like, I don't want them, no. You know what I mean? All right. yeah. yeah. Now are these, are these like, uh, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name, the different types of video. Is this, would, would this be like a computer game or would this be like um, something you have to, you know, you could play on like Xbox or something like that. 
Do you have an idea? Oh, Death TV? Um, well, to be fair, I am experimenting a little with a PS4 controller. Um, I've never developed for a console before. Um, I always, I, I wouldn't mind doing it because this isn't, um, the first game that was published was actually called Launch the Hipster. Um, you just launch yourself at as many people as you can. That's out and about. Um, it's just a physics game, um, but it was, it's, mainly, it's only for PC. Death TV, on the other hand, I only want to do, uh, develop it for PC. However, I have been using, I, I have been um, coding with a PS4 controller and uh, uh, in and out. And I can like, I, uh, I just don't know the, how Sony's framework like works. Like you can, how it works, you have to, you essentially have to ask them, hey, can I publish this on your store or whatever? And even then, but um, I don't know if it'll actually be a thing now because like the PS5's out and that, that would be moot unless like the PlayStation store goes from PS4 to 5. And if that's the case, um, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know what the PS5 controller looks like, nor do I uh, actually have any idea, uh, nor do I have any idea if Unreal Engine 4 or the current version of the engine that I'm using <clears throat> use, uh, has PS5's uh, controller support. Um, so, you know, there's that I gotta look into. Man. But like, hmm? Oh, no, go, go ahead. I'll let you. Oh, no, but that's that's just, no, I was just going to say that's that's the way that particular cookie crumbles. Wow. I, I never met someone who, who was into that kind of field. I, I've always been curious about it, but you know, I, I, I'm just an on-camera guy. I'm not so much well-versed into, like, you know, computer science and the, the aspects of it, but it sounds like a, a very fun but could be a very stressful environment. Um, mm -hmm. Would you would you say that's a fair assessment, or is it more fun for you because that's something you enjoy and you're passionate about? Well, I mean, like, uh, no, what you say is a fair assessment. Um, if it can be stressful. Whenever I'm on a deadline, I start smoking like a goddamn volcano. So I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Wait, what, what, what smoke are we talking about here? Oh, like cigarettes. I uh, did. Uh, uh, to be fair, I did vote for for its legalization. I just do not like it myself. I know it's uh, weird. Yeah, I just hate what it does to me. Like it makes me all lazy and shit, and I really hate that. Uh, yeah, it can be really fucking stressful. Don't get me wrong. Uh, if you've ever read, uh, have you heard about uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Yes. Yes. Uh, have you heard the stories surrounding it, like the crunch time? I, I I didn't hear about the stories too much, but I heard there was some negative feedbacks about it. I know my, my brother talks about it all the time on Facebook, but well, okay. So what the developers did, CD Projekt Red, they used they abused something called crunch time. It would usually involve um, the employees working 120 plus hour weeks, six days a week, uh, uh, nonstop overtime. The problem with that is it really does tire you out. I mean, like that, and it and it goes and it shows because the glitches in that game are so fucking real. I mean, I for the record, I haven't come across anywhere near as many glitches because I I have I'm playing uh, I played Cyberpunk on my new PC that I just recently got. Um, I haven't experienced all those glitches. I mean, I've experienced some like. Uh, for now, like uh, the video that I'm about to come out with part three for uh, my playthrough of Cyberpunk actually has 
my like when I call you can call your vehicle and it's supposed to stop like right near you. Thing is, my car decided to just keep driving uh, away from me, and I had to chase it. And I was I was actually having a blast doing it because it was fucking funny. <laughs> um but yeah like uh um it can be stressful people and the thing is what sucks about it is anyone that tries to bring up how shitty the environment the work environment is to their superiors the superiors will always uh pull that one fucking card because they're just that guy uh the card is this they just go up to you and say you know i think you should take some time to really appreciate the fact that you're actually working in this industry, considering how cutthroat the gaming industry actually is, do you really want to bring up your shitty work conditions or you just want to power through them? Yeah, that's right. what I thought. Shut the fuck up and get back to work. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, man. It's Lord a, have it's, mercy. Yeah, it's, that's what they do. That's fucking A, man. It's a, it's a shit, shit show. Um, but like, what are you going to do? Man? Yeah, uh, you can try to uh, like. There've been calls to like unionize, but that's not gonna go anywhere. Nobody wants a. Uh, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Nobody's gonna let that happen. Right. Um, there've been calls for like uh, just uh, boycotts, but like CD. Uh, but like uh, I looked at the recent numbers for uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. In this case, he sold like thirteen million units. There's not. Life is just gonna go on, and they're gonna they're gonna keep doing exactly the same thing that they're doing right now. Of course, it's a shame. It's fucked up. But what are you gonna? What, well, I'm, I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh no, no, I'm, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's fucked up. But what are you gonna do? But the thing is, I kind of figured that there was gonna be this double-edged sword. See, when I um, first graduated with my master's degree and got my first teaching job, I didn't know I'd fall in love with actually teaching as much as I did. If that makes any sense. So when I so as this company that I'm making is growing. I, I can see myself on this weird crossroads. On one end, if I continue with the company, then I basically have to forego my uh, teaching career altogether. Because the thing is once, like let's say for all intents and purposes, uh, the company just blows up tomorrow, right? They're going to see all of the shit that I've uh, posted in terms of like me making fun of Trump, all the animations, some of the radio commercials, which uh, to be fair, are very raunchy to put it lightly. <laughs> so that, so people are gonna be looking at me in that light instead of like the usual professional teacher uh, mode that I go into. And on uh -huh. the other hand, if I choose the teaching route, then I'm always gonna be looking back on and say, and ask myself what could have been, you know? You ever right. been, have you ever been in that kind of position or am I, am I just crazy for thinking that? You're definitely in the right headspace because I'm I'm going through that too where, you know, it, it's one of those things where you have to balance it. Like, on it, when I talk about controversial issues, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line that certain aspects I can kind of cross and there's some I know if I do cross the line, it can backfire. You know, mm. especially if I say something wrong and my agent finds out about it, that's a big problem. Um, so, I, I do I do agree with you in that aspect. That's why I usually keep my my social media stuff professional, and then anything outside of that is my own confines. Because yeah, man, like like you said, like your projects, you know, you have fun with it, but some people might take it the wrong way, and then find your way to your employer or you know people that can give give you opportunities, and then now it's 
is putting you in a tough spot. But my advice to you would be is don't be afraid to to have fun doing that. Like don't let that that fear detract you from what you're doing. Because if you do, then you're going to always find yourself handcuffed. You're going to feel like you're always in a police station all the time. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, I, I usually just separate my, th- those kind of entities uh, together. So I don't associate acting with my podcast. I might talk about it sometimes, but I usually keep that separate because, but then again, we're seeing this time and time again where celebrities are getting canceled for stuff that they said years ago or something that they made a comment <laughs> yeah. about. And it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, but I, I would just say, don't let it stop you from ex- expressing yourself. Cause you know, mm. if you do, then you're going to always find yourself like, man, what if, what if I did this? And you don't want to be in that kind of, you know, headspace, always questioning your own, um, abilities you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah um you know it, it's been a a great conversation with you uh doug and um let me uh, you know just to cap it off is there somewhere because i know you do youtube as well i watch some of your uh videos um is there any places people can find you and your projects so they could check it out and watch and and get in tune with that yeah, um, just go to Mad Hen House. Just search it up. We are the first uh, search result on on YouTube, and uh, yeah, just just uh, comment, subscribe, and all that good jazz. That would actually help the company a lot. Don't the reason why we don't have uh, an actual company website website just yet? Honestly, it's because it's money. That's all it boils down to. I don't have the that kind of money to do web hosting. In fact, like. Uh, for instance, if you wanted to buy uh, Launch the Hipster, it's on. It's only on Game Jolt right now. I don't even have enough money to put it on Steam Greenlight, and they only want a hundred bucks. And I, 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 it's either money for Steam or money for Britney the anime. Uh, Britney Santana are the animator. I would rather put that money towards Britney because, like, she can she puts out more quality content. And as right. much as and uh, and Game Jolt only wants uh, what is it, ten cents on the dollar for free game hosting. I will take that. <laughs> if that makes any <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just go to Mad Hen House, like comment and subscribe. That would love that would that would help the company grow like tremendous. Um, and yeah, I am jealous of those shades. I love those <laughs> shades. <laughs> Yo, it, it's part of my I, I always got uh pairs of shades on me at all times. I usually carry around three to four. Uh, and I always keep them. It, it it just helps me with my presentation. You know, I I think it separates me from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I put posts on YouTube, it's just a sense of uh, style for me. Like, even though I'm talking and people can't see my face, even like if I decide to post stuff on YouTube, it's part of my brand. Like the hair and the sunglasses is all part of my so. Yeah, I, you know, I do all right. You know, I, I yeah. can't complain. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. That is, that, that, those are some, those are some good ass shades. <laughs> they, I appreciate they really it. compliment you, dude. Yeah, they they cost like you know six thousand dollars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I stole it from somebody. No. <laughs> Disclaimer: You said it, not me. So. <laughs> Hey man, people was looting. I said I need some shades. Let me go find something real quick. 
Yeah, Why the fuck not? It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> FBI, FBI watching. Let me let me let me stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm about to go to jail. <laughs> oh man, it, it was great talking to you, though. We we had a good conversation. I'm glad you you decided to come and, and talk about these issues because, you know. I know it can get controversial sometimes, but that's the beauty of it. I like it when people have different opinions. That's why I'm always looking for people with different uh, uh, mindsets. I don't want people to always agree. I want people who disagree and we just come down and have a conversation and just find out because I'm learning about computer animations and, and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty cool what you do and don't stop doing it. You know, No matter how old you get, no matter how tough the road gets to trust me i'm in a, the one of the hardest businesses out there but as long as you keep enjoying it keep doing it man and i i see big things coming for you man you you, you got your head on some good shoulders so uh Thanks. keep doing what you're doing man for sure um thank you but yeah let, let's wrap this up for the people man thank you doug for coming on to the 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 podcast I, i'm pretty sure i'll probably have you on again talk about some Thanks. more issues going on and like I always end the podcast, a helping hand is a better hand. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for having me.